0: Welcome back back to This Week in Film, the monthly podcast. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Keep Uh, going. I'm Midwest Matt, and this is Nick. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're off to a great start. Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the
1: weekly podcast where we get together uh, once a month and talk about the movies we've seen over the past month. Um normally it's every week, but it's the holidays and times
0: are tough. But <laughs> when we say we get together and talk about it, this time we really mean it. Midwest
1: cause. Matt is in person. Welcome back to Delaware, Matt.
0: Thanks. It's good to be here, Dick. You're, you're East Coast Matt this week. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm more aggressive and impatient with my driving. <laughs> Um, well, happy holidays, Matt, and happy holidays to you, Nicholas.
1: Um, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Good that to, we we went out to dinner earlier tonight. It was very romantic. Was, and uh, shout out to Zelda, Ziggy, 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 the waitress. Yeah. And um, I guess that'll wrap up our personal talk for that show. Let's get to the movies.
0: <laughs> we know you're wanting to learn more about us, so that's what you got today. We eat food
1: (laughs) um billy likes soda that's from billy madison oh okay uh all right so i'll start things off this week with a movie that took me
0: two weeks to watch wait do we want to like let them know all the movies we're going to talk about today that's a great
1: idea we usually do that we usually do i'm all out of whack because i'm not because you're looking at me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to stare at you with the baby blues. Yeah, crystal blue eyes. I'm sorry, the crystal blues. Um,
1: I'm going to discuss two movies this week, Mrs. Claus from 2018, and keeping with my Christmas theme, The Christmas Chronicles from 2018 as well.
0: Oh, wow, I've been hearing lots of stuff about how that movie exists Yep, it sure does. It sure does. <laughs> um, and I've got four movies to review. Oh, right. Uh, so I'm going to be sharing a little bit about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I'm oh. going in order. Uh, a movie called Life After Beth. Oh. Uh, one of my personal favorites, L.A. Confidential. Oh, excellent. Oh, no kidding. And then, um, as I'm sure everyone's eager to hear about, the new Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Um. Disappointed that I did not get a chance to see it. I was supposed to see it yesterday, but we ran out of time. So, that brings me to my first movie, Mrs. Claus, Can't from wait. 2018. This is a horror movie, and it was just awful. <laughs> it was just just terrible. And it took us four nights to watch it, because our my wife and I, because our children just kept waking up, and we'd have to turn it off. And it is really bad. Matt, since you're here with me, I can show you the poster for it. Kind of spooky, right? There's like a a devilish looking woman wearing yeah. a Mrs. Claus costume. It looks like a... Like a demon. A with, zombie in a yeah, Santa Claus Red eyes. Like yeah. Okay, in the movie, that costume is a rubber mask that is poorly placed on someone's head. Yeah. When you say poorly placed... You mean like it doesn't fit? doesn't fit. Oh. Yeah. Like the uh, actor who is inside the, uh, uh, I say actor because they weren't very good at their jobs. Oh. And um, the person's face was much too small for the
0: mask that they put on her face. Hey, well, uh, not every movie can have the special effects budget of House Shark, you know?
1: <laughs> it was uh, directed by a guy named Troy Escamilla. Escamilla, you know, you know, two L's, you know, Troy. And uh, so, yeah, because it could be pronounced like a Y. Yeah. Escamilla. It's true. Who knows? Uh, so, Mrs. Claus, where to begin? I know at the beginning. OK. This movie starts in a sorority house and there's some hazing going on. Uh, these sorority girls who are 30 years old. Are <laughs> hazing this new pledge. That's what it is, right? Yeah, a pledge. Yeah, yeah. They're hazing a pledge to uh to join the sorority. And the movie starts with them making her dip her tongue in a toilet full of pee. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't get better from there. Hmm. So what happens is they torture this girl, but she still wants to join the sorority because how much did your friends cost this year? Slam against fraternities and sororities. <laughs> Take that society.
0: Take that. However many listeners this is. <laughs> and
1: um, uh, so she still joins the sorority, and then Christmas time comes around, and at Chris. Oh, oh, wait, oh! Wait. She's wanting to join wait, a sorority, so and it's
0: Christmas. It, th- I don't know. It's a weird no, no, time it's to
1: before, have... It's before Christmas. Oh, okay. All right. So she dips her tongue into the p- p- pee and uh <laughs> sorry, I got a little p- p- porky pig on that one. <laughs> and uh she 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 licks the pee and and then she thinks she's done, but they have one more task for her and they pull out this big black dildo. Oh. Yeah. And the implication is that she has to use it. Use it. And so the girl's like, but you said this was the last task I might have in seen
0: this movie. Was it about seven and a half minutes long and on the internet for free? No. Oh.
1: No, that was a different movie. Okay. Better actors in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably the same quality of teeth amongst the actors. Mm,
0: I see. I see.
1: And um, so, uh, so sh- the implication is that she did it. Because she joins the sorority, and then it's Christmas, and at Christmas time, the wait head- is that like Chekhov's dildo? It yeah, I mean technically because it shows up in the next scene. <laughs> all right, keep going. <laughs> and so the the next scene is Christmas, and they're all opening presents. And the girl who got hazed gives, like, I guess, a secret Santa present to the head sorority girl, Uh and she opens it up, and it says, "like Happy Holidays" on the card, and she's like, "Happy Holidays," what is that supposed to mean? And and she's like, weird response at Christmas. She plays up the whole, the whole. We say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. I see. And the girl's like, "Well, I don't care. It's it's a card." get over it Mm -hmm. and the girl goes fine well here's your present and she hands her a box and inside the box is the dildo oh no and that pushes the pledge girl who's now a sorority sister pushes her over the edge and that night she murders the uh the head sorority girl with a knife
0: the the head girl
1: (laughs) yeah she murders the head girl which I believe every sorority house has one.
0: Might have a lot of them.
1: <laughs> and um, So she murders her and then commits suicide. Uh, she, like hangs herself in her own room. Next scene, a year later, the girl who's... So now the main character of the So we're the movie, in like five minutes no, into no, this sorry. movie and it's already it's, jumped. It's ten years later. I'm sorry, not one year later, 10 years later. And now she's really 30 years old. (laughs) Right. And the sister of the head sorority girl is in college. And she joins the sorority of... She joins the sorority where her sister was murdered in order to feel closer to her sister. And then it's Christmas time, which is a tough time for her because that's when her sister was murdered. Okay. And then... And then the movie happens. It's really it's really bad. It's really, really bad. Like it wasn't fun bad. It was it was so stupid, so contrived. Was it's, it boring? It was really boring. Okay. And and you can tell that they just they did not have enough footage to make it feature length. Like what's the uh let me see if I can find the running time on this. Uh 86 minutes, and they stretched it. They stretched every second of footage they had to make it 86 minutes long. Like there are sequences where, where the uh, the camera does like a pan to the right, and like reveals what it's showing. Uh Keeps going, and then it stops, and then it goes back to the left, and then it stops again, and then it pans back to the right like like oh, they used every boring. second of footage there's one sequence where they, where they where they kill somebody oh they kill somebody and the 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 action goes on for way too long like like that one point they use a garrote wire on this one girl's throat and like she's like bleeding out but you watch all of her blood come out of her body, uh, and then at the end, she like blinks because she <laughs> she assumes that the like there's no way they're gonna use all of this, right? Yeah,
0: but I'm, they I'm use free to blink all now. of it. It is so. Here's a question, please. Why is it called Mrs. Claus? Oh,
1: excellent question. I thought so. So, the killer, yeah, is running around killing all the sorority sisters one by one. Um, dressed as Mrs. Claus and she's wearing that terrible mask and she's dressed as Mrs. Claus. So at the beginning of the movie, you mean when she kills everybody? No, that's the girl who killed herself. Oh, right. She died. She was just the sorority girl killing the head girl. Oh. Right? So spoiler alert for Mrs. Claus. I'm going to yeah. tell you who the killer was. It's the girl's mom, the girl who killed herself's mom, uh who knocks on the door at the beginning of the movie you couldn't see it listeners at home but i did a hand knocking.
0: it's very convincing you can you can see the all door. of nick's mime training is coming into no now i'm trapped now.
1: in some kind of box yeah <laughs> better use this rope so to her get mom out her
0: mom comes and kills everybody
1: But- <laughs> podcasting mimes the mime podcast it's the perfect is venue for it. this is the medium for miming so the mom knocks on the door and says you girls are responsible for my daughter killing herself 10 years ago and the sister is there and she's like your daughter killed my sister you're out of your mind and, and she at goes, some
0: point they call each other ho ho ho's right somebody makes that joke. Okay, okay yeah i would assume
1: um i think it might be the jock character um And so the lady goes, well, I'm leaving goodbye. And she leaves in a huff. And then for the rest of the movie, you're supposed to be trying to figure out who the killer is. And you're like, well, it can't be that lady. That's way too obvious of a choice. So like the people start getting offed one by one. There's like 10 people in this house for this raging party that they have. It's not
0: by that. I'm assuming there's like six people in the basement.
1: I think four people in a living room. (laughs) And there's no music playing and they're all just sitting around and they look bored in there. It's supposed to be a bad party, but it's, but they're making it seem like they're crazy. They're having a crazy time. Cause at one point, one of the girls takes like a drink and she's like, we better start playing some music. I'm really starting to feel this beer. Whoa. It's really going to my head. And it's, it's so, it's so bad. It's just terrible.
0: Well, what? Doesn't so sound like here's the
1: twist watch. here's the twist though there's a cop like a campus police officer uh-huh. who has zero jurisdiction at all and she she shows up and she just kind of like walks into the house and says so you kids are having a party what about your friend that's missing do you know anything about that and the guy's like no. And she's like, well, don't leave the area.
0: Does she point at the camera the way you're pointing at me <laughs> yeah. right now? She might as well have. But, but here's I'm the I'm getting twist. a sense that this should have been shot in 3D. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a 3D podcasting. <laughs> um, yeah, so here's the medium. twist. Yes. The girl's mom is the killer. But at the end, the cop shows up. And you're like, oh, man, I thought the cop was killed. Uh-uh. The cop is also the killer. And then the cop kills the real killer by slashing her in the head with her machete. Doesn't make any sense, (laughs) does it? I'm confused. Sure doesn't. When we're done watching this, actually, we're going to pause the podcast and I'm going to play it for Matt so he can see it. Please stand by.
0: And we're back. Well, I feel sorry for you guys that (laughs) you spent time watching that movie. I feel sorry for myself having seen four and a half minutes of it. Um, yeah, so what basically he just showed me looked like, uh, it was porn acting, but like, without the porn, like, like, I I don't think they could afford actual porn stars. Uh Uh-huh. So it's somehow below, it's below porn, (laughs) below porn quality. Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah, so that's really all I have to say about Mrs. Claus. Check it out. <laughs> Don't.
0: Um, so Matt, yeah, you've saw quite a few movies. Yeah, we should probably get some of those out of the way, uh, since what you've seen was uh, the other Christmas movie you watched is apparently quite popular. Right. Um. So. Uh, so so one of the movies I saw was called Life at da- Life After Beth, um, and. It's a movie that stars Dave DeHaan, um, Aubrey Plaza, oh. Anna Kendrick, uh, who shows up a little bit. I like it. She's Kendrick. not exactly a cameo, but it's close. Mm-hmm. And Paul Reiser. Really? Yeah. Um, and it took me about two thirds of the movie to realize it was Paul Reiser. I kept going, that guy's familiar. Oh, have you not seen the latest season of uh, Stranger Things? I've never seen anything with Paul Reiser in it since Mad About You.
1: Oh, uh, okay. He's in the new season of Stranger Things, and it took me like three episodes before I was like,
0: that's Paul Reiser? I, I kept saying, man, that guy looks kind of like somebody. He looks kind of like the dad from Home Alone when he got heavy in the shark movies, uh, Sharknado and stuff. Uh, and then I was like, oh, no, I know who he looks like. He looks like Paul Reiser.
1: The dad from Home Alone's in the Sharknado movies? Yeah. Oh. He passed away, by the way. Um, but anyway. Did you see that um Google commercial with Macaulay Culkin? No. It's really good. It's a commercial for Google. Yeah. Like the Google Home thing.
0: Oh, uh, I was going to say Google needs commercials. I mean, what else do people use? It's a pretty good Bing. commercial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, um no, I didn't see it. So we're going to pause it so that no no go. Ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> um Paul Reiser, yeah, he's in it. Anyway, so Life After Beth is a movie in which um Dane DeHaan's girlfriend, played by Aubrey Plaza. Well, I okay, so you don't exactly know what's going on, and I don't want to spoil too much, but I guess there's just no way around it. Mm -hmm. Plot-wise, she gets bitten by a snake when she's out for a hike and dies. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, and John C. Riley's in it. John C. Riley's her dad. Oh, uh, and um, Dane DeHaan is her boyfriend. And the movie pretty much starts there where she's just, you see her going out for a jog and then she dies. And then people start acting funny and Dane DeHaan's like, what's going on here? Why is everybody being so weird? Why why doesn't, like John C. Reilly's having him over his house and then he won't t- answer the door and stuff. He's like, yeah. why isn't he talking to me anymore? What's going on? Turns out she's alive. Or she is undead. Oh. And so the rest of the movie's kind of like, there's some zombie stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's entertaining. Um, I would recommend it, uh, but don't go to it as a horror movie and don't exactly go to it as a comedy. Somewhere in the middle there? Yeah, if you're into sort of dark comedy stuff, it falls in that kind of, awkward realm Mm -hmm. like it's not coen brothers quality Mm -hmm. you know but um you know not that level of quality is it uh but it's kind of got that feel where things are kind of uncomfortable all the time and if you're looking at things with sort of a twisted humor then it's kind of funny okay um so i'd say check it out
1: is it um like quirky like a
0: offbeat kind of a yeah adventure yeah offbeat that's a good way to put it okay yeah um, and and I mean it is it is funny they're definitely Oh, this is old a it's couple from times
1: 2014
0: yeah oh a um, couple times that I I laughed out loud so okay you know and that's a pretty good sign for me because if I laugh out loud once <laughs> in a movie that means I think it's pretty funny um, so that's that's really all I got to say about it other than that I mean it's like you got to see the jokes themselves so okay uh, charming offbeat Check it out. Okay. All right. Life After Beth.
1: Yes. Sounds interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else did you see? I also saw Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That's the second one, right? That is the second one. And for most people, you might know this as the Harry Potter movie that nobody likes. (laughs) Um, And... You know, I... I uh, what is what is this one about? This one is... I know it's about the Chamber of Secrets, but
1: I can't remember.
0: This is the one in which... Um, <sighs> the kids are kind of... They're getting petrified all over the school. And um, the threat is that the heir of Slytherin, who is like this old evil... Uh, one of the four founders of the school... Uh, That he has some sort of monster um, that is somehow allegiant to him and it's in the, or allied with him or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's somewhere in the Chamber of Secrets and it must be out there like petrifying kids, trying to kill people. Um, There's a... Diary involved, and Harry's- Oh, like, is this Tom Riddle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so so it's it's kind of a, a mystery- I'm going to spoil- know, the, Of <laughs> these movies. I'm going to spoil the Harry Potter
1: 2 from 2002. <laughs> um, the Tom Riddle thing.
0: Yeah. It's supposed to be an anagram for Voldemort. Right? Right. I am Lord Voldemort spells out Tom Morvolio Riddle. That's terrible. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I know. Okay. Like, if you were going to use your name as an anagram, you would just, like, use your name? You wouldn't add, like, Like, I am to it, it? You think it would be, like, if it's supposed to be Tom
1: Riddle, the evil name would be Riddle Dart
0: or something like that. <laughs> like when you go when you are trying to come up with your name, like Voldemort, you would come up with something that uses right. only like all of the letters. You wouldn't have to of, add
1: I am. That's got to be the one thing about the the one major thing about these books that I've never understood is how they figured out that Tom Riddle meant Voldemort. And I've read the book and I've seen the movie, and I am still like, that doesn't make any sense. They don't figure it out. They don't?
0: No, he tells him.
1: Voldemort tells... Oh, is this the one where Voldemort's comes, head... He comes is, out of a book. He co- oh, what's the one where his head is coming out the back of the that's other That's the guy's very head? first
0: one. That's the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, okay. Or the Sorcerer's Stone. Is that where the room's being
1: guarded by the three-headed dog, or is that yes, this Yeah, that's the first one.
0: Okay. This one's the one with the giant snake at the end. Um... I don't remember that. and there's a there's a there's a diary. <laughs> Tom Riddles diary. And um, to be honest with you, uh, like I've seen these movies so many times i've I've listened to the audiobook so many times. like it it can it kind of blends together. Uh-huh. um, but I definitely remember having seen it before I read the book. And going, this makes no goddamn sense. The end of this movie is jacked up. And I know it's trying to explain itself, but it's doing a really shitty job. And I think that's why nobody likes this movie. Um, I actually do kind of like the story in the book uh, a bit more. And the whole Tom Riddle thing, it just works better in the book. Like at the end, I was like, at the end of the movie, I was like, I don't really know what just happened. Like he came out of a book, he was in the book. The book's Voldemort? What? And of course, this all makes more sense when you've, you know, spoiler alert for all of the Harry Potter movies, when at the end you understand what horcruxes are and that like um, Voldemort put a piece of himself in the book to
1: sort of store it in a way. Safekeeping.
0: Yeah. But but that's not really included, you know, because they're not really supposed to know that stuff when this happens. And so it sort of makes sense that it's not quite clear what's going on. But in the book, even without knowing about the Horcruxes, it does make more sense. It's like, oh, I get what happened here, even if I don't get the implications of it. Whereas the movie, it's just like,
1: what? So is that how Voldemort's able to come back after he was destroyed is because of the Horcruxes?
0: Not really, to be honest with you, because the him who comes back isn't a Horcrux. The him who comes back is just him. Something <laughs> him who comes back. <laughs> but I think that actually is a pretty good point. And I'm going to have to bring this up with my friend Heather, because I like to test her with all my Harry Potter like issues. Anytime I find a... Uh, something that doesn't line up. Uh-huh. I'll send her a text or I'll give her, like, if we're hanging out, I'll I'll just talk with her about it. I don't think I've ever given her a call to talk about Harry Potter, but... Um, <laughs> Let's call her right now. <laughs> you have to do that good. Um, so, uh, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw these things her way and then she'll answer them. I always lose. Uh-huh. I always lose and I enjoy it because <laughs> I get my my snarky critical side just gets smacked down every time. She's got an answer for everything, but you just gave me something. Okay. And that is, why isn't it a Horcrux? Why isn't he coming back in Horcrux form? Right. When he's just him. And how are the Horcruxes supposed to wake themselves up anyway? And why didn't they wake up on their own? When he, when he did, did he even die? No, he, he tried to kill Harry and he got, zapped into the negative zone <laughs> yeah he doesn't go to another dimension or anything he just doesn't he becomes less than the meanest ghost to quote the books <laughs> um and then he comes back on the back of some guy's head <laughs> and then he no he doesn't uh yeah so the book's not him that's a horror crux. he's not even in the third movie and in the fourth movie it's ray fines well, he starts out as like this gross fetus thing. Uh-huh. So I don't know where that gross fetus thing was hanging out these, well, let's see, 11, 12, 13, 13 years. 14 years. Yeah. Um, but then the fetus gets turned into like full grown, you know, I almost said Ving Rames. That's not right. <laughs> that <laughs> r- r- awesome. <laughs> he gets <has> turned into, <laughs> that would be awesome. I want to recast Harry Potter <laughs> as as Lord Voldemort, Ving, Ving, Ving Rhames. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, no, so uh, so, yeah, and he's with a spell and stuff. He get in a, in like sort of a potion-y conjuring thing. They bring him back to full size, but there really is no explanation for like what that fetus thing was doing between the first movie and the third movie. Okay. So anyway, coming <laughs> back to the second movie, right? Um, so. There are a lot of things that I, I noticed this time watching it because I've never watched it for the podcast before, mm-hmm. and I'm like trying to take it as just its own movie, kind of like I never seen it before. There were some things that I did pick up on that were kind of strange. Okay, um, and and overall, kind of the feel of it was weird. It felt like a Disney show or a play, like especially in the Weasley household. There's a lot of interactions that are like how they're talking with each other and like how it's like the trade off of one person to another feels very much like the beginning of a play when the characters are walking on stage and talking for the first time. Right. It's real awkward. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's just like that. It's just like that. And then I was like, but it's on a TV. So it feels like uh, it should be on the Disney channel. This is like the first time you go to the Weasley house, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, It's not as good as the book. Um, now this one thing really shines for me now that I've been listening to that binge mode podcast that I mentioned before Uh and that's that Mr. Weasley has not learned a goddamn. He's supposed to be an expert on muggles Uh and he just doesn't know a goddamn thing about muggles. He asks Harry some of the stupidest questions where you're like, this is your specialty. You should be fired. I think that's the joke though. Is it?
1: Yeah, I think the joke there is that he's he's supposed to be the expert on it, but he doesn't understand any of it. I I always just kind of got it. I don't know. Smart people get the joke. Shut
0: the fuck up, man. <laughs> 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 I don't think it is supposed to be a joke. And maybe I don't get it, but I I don't then. Because um, 'cause it, it, Mr. Weasley's supposed to be he's kind of like a guiding principle for Harry in, in a lot of ways. Like he's, he's one of the few figures that shows up. That's sort of a parental figure who doesn't die. Uh Spoiler alert for parts five and six. Um, and, and Mrs. Weasley too. But like, I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe it is supposed to be a joke. I, I, it just always. I mean, it seemed like the individual things are I think, jokes. I think, like the joke behind like, it is that how does a rubber duck work? I'm like, I get the joke there in terms of like he's just asking something that's a silly question. Well, like he, like, but I never thought the implication was supposed to be that he's. I think it's more along the lines bad. of he's
1: he's just not very good at his job, where where like he he takes something from the Muggle world and rather than asking someone. Hey, what is this thing? He just tries to infer what it is by like using it and to hilarious results. Yeah, okay. All right. (laughs) See,
0: uh, tell you what, I'll check with someone who is an expert, my friend Heather, and I'll get back to you. She's an expert on muggle things? Yeah, she's going to listen to this episode of the podcast because I'm going to make her. All right. And then I will let you know whether you're right or wrong. Okay. Seeing as how I'm usually wrong whenever I... (laughs) <laughs> check with her on something. <laughs> You're probably right. Um uh, but there are some things that did stand out as really great in this movie. And one, I mean just in every scene that Alan Rickman is in, he owns it. Yeah. And that guy was just uh, what a what a sad fucking Speaking thing of to which listen.
1: My wife told me that this year is the 30th anniversary of Die Hard. Speaking of Christmas movies. I
0: think I saw something where it was it was in a theater. Oh, yeah. Recently. I think so.
1: Oh, I would have liked to have seen that.
0: I've never seen Die Hard in a the theater. Yeah, me neither. Um, Yippee-ki-yay. Also, also awesome in this movie is Kenneth Branagh. Um, he, oh, really? He plays... I th- No, he didn't direct this. Um, he plays... Uh, this one is
1: Christopher Columbus directed, right? Yeah, I
0: think Christopher Columbus did this one, too. Um, Kenneth Branagh plays uh, this really douchey, very full of himself, and incompetent uh wizard uh gilderoy lockhart and man he's just chewing up the scenery and it's great uh draco malfoy does not yet look like eminem (laughs) i think that'll happen in the next movie puberty still hasn't taken him yeah in the next movie he's gonna look very uh very slim shady um and, yeah, so this movie's just kind of like a kid's murder mystery um, with a crappy climax. But, you know, I think probably for kids, they don't, they're they not going to care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got, oh, the most painful ending. Like, these movies are corny, mm-hmm. uh, at least the, the the first couple years. But, like, the ending of this movie so... Like, I don't mind cheese, but, man, it's so cheesy. And, like, Harry Potter's just going up to Hagrid, the big giant dude, and he's like, it's not Hogwarts without you, Hagrid. And then everyone claps for him. and I'm like, man. Just cringy. I just want to vomit right now. So, anyway, that's Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets.
1: All right. We're going to leave Harry Potter corner.
0: Yeah, this will be a a recurring
1: thing. I get the feeling we're going to be coming back real soon. Oh yeah, you got six
0: more <laughs> installments of this shit coming. Um
1: All right, and then since that movie came out around Christmas time in 2002, I'll talk about my second movie uh called The Christmas Chronicles. Do you want me to do LE confidential before you do that? I do not. No? Okay. No. All right. Um because I've already started it. <laughs> All right. Uh, So Christmas Chronicles 2018, notable mainly because Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus in it and only notable because Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus in
0: it.
1: This movie, much like... uh, what was the other movie that I watched recently? Oh, much like Venom, where the movie is only good when Tom Hardy's on screen, uh-huh. this movie is only good when Kurt Russell is on screen. Huh. When he's not, it's a terrible, like Hallmark, Family Channel movie.
0: Yeah, it looks like a Hallmark
1: movie. Yeah, but when Kurt Russell shows up, man, is it? Is he really good? He is just terrific. He's everything you would want Kurt Russell as Santa to be. And uh, I can't imagine what I would want Kurt Russell to be as Santa Claus. <laughs> he's great; he's not fat, he doesn't say ho 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 <laughs> like that's okay. the things he says like when they when they finally when the two main characters so the plot of this story I didn't is, know
0: people wanted Santa Claus to be thinner.
1: <laughs> you do now oh. and um so like the the plot of this movie is there's these two kids, one kid's like nine or ten. And her brother is older and he's like fifteen or sixteen and their father has Dies. died. Oh, in like, called it. Yeah. He died in a fire because he was a fireman. And they he show it? No, they don't. And, and they don't even really tell you that he died, only that he tried to help those people and he's not here anymore.
0: He tried to help those people by burning down their building. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: He's one of those firemen that start fires <laughs> to be a hero. And um but he uh so the the dad is dead, and this is uh, you're what you're supposed to assume is the first Christmas without him.
0: Does this take place in the same universe as Jack Frost?
1: Maybe. All right. Um, I'm in. So the characters are all like in different places at this Christmas time. The daughter's trying to recapture Christmas magic, but the dad was the guy who was really into Christmas. Like he decorated the house, and he he went all out for it and the daughter's like oh man can't christmas just be like it was when dad was alive and the mom's like i don't know i got to go to work <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and um damaged. and so she and the mom's like hey big brother you got to watch your little sister and he's like okay hey, mom how
0: old are these kids
1: in real life or in the movie how old are they supposed to be like 9 and 16 okay and so the big brother says okay mom yeah i'll watch my sister That light went out. And the mom goes, Okay, bye. And as minute she's gone, the the brother's like, All right, I'm going out, you're staying here. And the sister's like, Well, I'm gonna follow him. And she follows the brother and he's stealing cars. (laughs) He's like, he's like (laughs) that's a twist. Yeah. He's stealing cars. And and so then like that night, she's like she for whatever reason on like one of their videotapes, they spot Santa delivering presents. And and they go, oh, well, we can try and capture wait a minute, Santa. Wait a minute,
0: hang on. Yes, hang on. Yes, one night. So, like, there's another night where Santa delivers presents that's not Christmas Eve. No, you're right. <laughs> one specific night, which was a Christmas Eve in the oh, past. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, they they come up with this convoluted plan to try and capture Santa, and the brothers like. Uh, whatever let's just get this over with and and so then like they they find santa long story short they find santa he's real and they
0: find him they don't just
1: trap them him in their chimney no he because santa moves so fast he's like he's like in and out in and out and they go outside and they they jump into his sleigh which is like hovering above the street <laughs> And then while they're while they're in the sleigh, Santa's like, "All right, on to the next neighborhood." And then they're like, "They're like ah," and Santa's like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" And he loses control of the sleigh. He loses his magic bag with the presents.
0: How are they going to trap him? (laughs) I don't know because it sounds more like they did not. They trap oh they've got a video camera.
1: They've got a video camera capture him on
0: film. Yes,
1: yes, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's not trapping him.
1: Sometimes words are hard. Oh man. okay. And so so he loses his sleigh, he loses his magic hat, and then he loses his reindeer and the sleigh crash lands in Chicago. Oh, that's where you live,
0: Midwest Santa.
1: Yeah. So Santa's like, what the hell are you kids doing here and 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 it's Kurt Russell Santa, he knows everything about them. Like he looks at, he knows everything about everyone. And now he knows that they've been naughty. Well, he knows that the older brother has been naughty and he knows that the little girl who still believes in Santa still believes in Santa.
0: Wait, you mean to tell me that the reindeer, when this all happens, they just like fly off? They take off. Yeah. So they've been like slaves this whole time. I thought they they were like Santa spooked.
1: They get spooked. Like a horse that runs off. Huh. Um... So Santa's like, all right. Well, we got to work together. We got to get my my magic bag. We got to get my magic hat, and we got to get the reindeer back. And 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 so that's the those are the MacGuffins that they have to get back, and they have to do it fast enough to save Christmas, because if they don't, Christmas spirit's going to drop to an unsafe level.
0: What happens then? Crime. <laughs> are you making that up right nope, now?
1: Because Santa gets arrested. A la Ernest Saves Christmas, and uh, and he tells the cop that-
0: yeah, I thought that, that was a, its own movie, Ernest Goes to Jail, right? N-
1: that's when Ernest Goes to Jail, and Ernest Saves Christmas, Santa Goes to Jail.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Ernest is in
1: <laughs> Santa. Right, okay, got it. And, Wait, uh, so what's the hat do? The hat allows him to use his magic coal dust that lets him jump from chimney to chimney, it's it's what makes it's, him. He just stores the dust in his hat. It's part of the. It like completes the ensemble. Oh. He can't do anything without the. He can't do any magic without the hat, or so he says. So anyway, um, there's this one scene where Santa goes into like what looks like a Bennigan's, and <laughs> and he like goes Pulling up to the lady. The he goes up to the lady working the uh, the the hostess, and he's like. Karen or whatever her name is and he's like Karen did you ever become a dancer and she's like no I work at a Bennigan's (laughs) and he's like well I got you those dance shoes for you when you were nine remember that and she's like I do remember that so if she worked at a strip club (laughs) (laughs) and uh And so then like they go, he's like, well, I need to find someone who can give us a ride around town so I can find my magic bag. So he goes into the back of the restaurant and he's like, hello, everybody. I'm Santa Claus. Who wants to give me a ride? And the two kids that are with him are like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And Kurt Russell's like, you, Benny, Benny, remember when I got you that thing? Come on, do me a favor and give me a ride. And the guy's like. Who are you, crazy man? <laughs> Wait, why didn't Karen give him a ride? Because she's working. Oh, so is Ben? <laughs> no, Ben. Ben was a, a patron.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I
1: see. And uh, and so like he just goes around the room, like he knows everyone in the room, and everyone just kind of gives him the uh,
0: see. I assume the Ben was working the head. in the kitchen.
1: And then uh, and then they call the police on him because he's a crazy guy yelling at people in a restaurant. Gotcha. Um, and then like the hijinks ensue. But uh, before that, they they discussed like s- w- like why Kurt Russell's Santa looks different, and they reference um, generics Tins. generic soda Dita. Santa, <laughs> generic soda Santa, where like like you know how the Coca Cola Santa, yeah, like they they can't use Coca Cola in the movie, so it's like soda Santa, yeah. <laughs> and it's like this really big fat Santa. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> morbidly obese santa this movie sounds weightist yeah and uh and santa's like i'm not that fat i might have a little gut but i'm not that fat all right the soda company makes you think i'm that fat but i am pretty trim i mean for a guy my age i look pretty good
0: and you're like i could see kurt russell pulling that off yeah
1: and then uh and then the girl's like welcome you don't say ho 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 and he's like i don't say ho 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 i don't even know where that started That sounds kind of funny. It is pretty funny when Kurt Russell's on screen. Okay. Unfortunately, for most of the movie, he is not.
0: Wow. Yeah. It sounds like Terminator Salvation, where like any scene that has Christian Bale in it was written by the writers that he took from The Dark Knight. So Uh those scenes are good. Yeah. And the rest of the movies just trash. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, Christmas Chronicles is a is a fun is a fun newish style christmas movie it doesn't break any new ground but kurt russell's santa is terrific um i would say that it's not for younger kids
0: no i was just about to ask
1: um, my son and my daughter and the twins were watching it too but they don't they don't recognize comprehend things yet, yet. Uh, but my son who is six was watching it and and the, the movie brings to, brings to question like is santa real um, and i feel like to my son Santa being real wasn't a question,
0: uh huh.
1: And so now it's like, well, what do you, what do you mean, like Santa's not real? And so like we may have planted that bug in his brain a little bit, uh. which I regret now. Um, like the movie's rated, I think PG, but um, and it's not a PG thirteen movie, but
0: it's definitely not for younger kids. Okay, um, so the, there's not li- something you want to bring into the mix unless your kid is already kind of questioning santa claus
1: yeah or just like a little more mature hmm. um like there's a, there's some and now i'm I'm only saying this because it's a it's supposed to be a family movie but like there's some language in it like the kids say hell a lot or or oh, no. or damn a couple of times which doesn't really bother me but in a family movie i'm like that doesn't really need to be there
0: Man, we grew up in the 80s <laughs> where a PG movie had all sorts of curse words in yeah. it. So I don't know. Well,
1: I told you we watched Did I tell you we watched The Goonies? Did we yeah, talk about yeah, that on yeah, the show? Yeah. 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 And the, and I did not remember all the swearing that they did in that movie. But this is supposed to be a Santa Claus movie. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, Christmas Chronicles is uh it's worth checking out. It's a fun holiday movie if you're in the mood. Okay. Kurt Russell's Kurt Russell Santa Claus is the main the main focal point. You can feel free to fast forward when Kurt Russell's not on screen.
0: I'll keep it in mind.
1: And then that brings us to your next movie, which was L.A. Confidential? L.A. Confidential. Excellent right. film.
0: So, I, yeah, I've probably seen this movie ten times or so. Um, and wow. I You know, I didn't even think about trying to summarize the plot. Um, mm-hmm. This movie, I'll I just say this right off the bat. I recommend it to everybody who is an adult and is smart enough to follow a pretty complex movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it takes place in like the fifties, I think. Um, and it's got like 1950s Hollywood. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's this whole Hollywood tabloid, sort of thing uh, like that's the feel of it it starts out with the narration by Danny DeVito that's like perfect mm-hmm. and he's a tabloid guy talking about crime in the city and so it's it's kind of a crime mystery with lots of it's got a huge ensemble cast um and it's just so smart mm-hmm. i mean this movie is like perfectly put together for you to have a mystery that comes together in pieces and in pieces that every character is involved in. So like they're, everyone's got something that they're doing and while they're each figuring things out and they all are coming together, it's just a really good experience as a viewer to be able to see those pieces come together and, I, like I said, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but every time I watch it, I enjoy it even more Yeah, and I get to put those pieces back together every single time and it just, each time I get more and more impressed with how well it is just arranged. Like the story is perfectly written um, and you get to see, you get to see some like character arc stuff. So it's some it's, great character arcs. Yeah. yeah. it it's, it, it's, it's really the plot. That's got like that's the heart and soul of the movie, but the characters aren't just moving pieces uh-huh. bringing the plot together. They they're interesting characters. The acting is great. You've got um, uh, Guy Pierce and um, Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. and like I said, Danny DeVito, uh, James Cromwell, and Kevin yep. Spacey. And even though he's a perverted asshole, like he does a great job in the movie. Um, Kevin Basinger. And yeah, okay, well, I was talking about the good acting. Um See, I think she's great in the
1: movie for I the 5 minutes, the 5 minutes that she's in it. She won an Oscar for this movie. I
0: know, and it's fucking confusing because that's everybody learned, else in the movie should have. That's
1: when I learned that the best supporting actress award goes to the actress who was in the movie the least amount of time.
0: <laughs> well, that that's she's not in it a lot. I don't think she does a very good job. Um, but you know, we can disagree on that. the 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 rest of the people really do, and I I doubt you'd disagree on that. I think that the casting in this
1: movie is excellent.
0: Yeah, and you get to see people kind of like work together, um, and and everyone's kind of the way they're coming together. It's all kind of against their will. Yeah, like, nobody's just eager to work together. Everyone but, hates each other. Yeah, and and at the same time, like the the Bonds they build and the reasons they do work together and stuff. It mm-hmm. really makes sense. It doesn't, it doesn't feel forced at all. And yet it's, there's so much change going on throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, I can't say enough good stuff about this the movie. Uh,
1: thing that I think I really like m- most about the movie is that there's no one in the movie. Who's like the good guy. Like everyone has like their major flaws. Like even guy Pierce's character, Um, is, is supposed to, he's like the, the goodest of the guys. Mm -hmm. And even he like, like they paint him as this, uh, opportunistic, ambitious, young go-getter. And it's true. He's like, yeah, I want to be a captain as soon as, as soon as possible and I'll do or detective as soon as possible. And I will do anything and step over anyone to get there. And, well, and it's short of breaking the law,
0: yeah, I was going to say, which it's, is it's, what... it's true that he is opportunistic, but at the same time, he's also very idealistic, and not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna screw the law for the sake of the law, right? And and as he finds things that even would get in his own way, he's still true to that, right? So you're right, he is the most good, but he's still a flawed character. And you see him do some things where you're like, Oh man, that was a dick move. Right. Um, Like
1: even Kevin Spacey, like he doesn't really do a lot of bad things, but he's not his character like goes through that arc where he like tries to become a better cop yeah Um. like he's he's really he's really into being like famous like yeah. he loves the the glamour side of being a Hollywood cop
0: yeah he's sort of a, a research not a research assistant but like a, a person on the set who there's like can, a police
1: show and they ask him like he's a procedure guy or
0: I mean, what do you call that when someone's there to like be the expert on the thing they actually do and you go yeah. like hey we want to have the cops do this would that make sense and you go yeah yeah, because I'm actually a cop, so, right? Yeah. yeah, I
1: forget what that's called. Yeah, listeners, tell us what you think it's
0: <laughs> called. Um, yeah, but he goes through a bit of an arc, just of going like, "Huh, yeah i I forgot about meaning, you know, in this job actually meaning something." Uh huh. Um, and there's one thing about this movie that I didn't actually really appreciate until this time watching it, and uh, I got to... I got to have the joy of uh, seeing my girlfriend watch it. She'd never seen it before. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and much to her credit, she like it wrapped up and I was like waiting for her to ask a question or two. And she's like, nope, I got it. <laughs> and I'm like, really? The whole thing? She's like, yeah, I got all of it. But um uh, one thing I really noticed this time that I just never really appreciated how great it is before the finale is a really good action. It's like, set piece
1: uh i agree the only thing that i don't like about this movie i agree that it's part of action i don't like the end of the movie um like all like the last 10 minutes like when we've both seen it so we're allowed to do spoilers so spoilers for la confidential go see it
0: see it and, if you, and if, skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want anything spoiled.
1: yeah so the Real bad guy, the movie is revealed to be James Cromwell. James Cromwell is like a dirty cop and he's like the head of the
0: crime stuff. He's he's moving into the crime vacuum. Right. As he has all the criminals taken out and, illegally.
1: And so like, I feel like that turn is done really sloppily. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Like, it's just like out of nowhere, he turns on everyone like like the, when the minute that they turn on Danny DeVito I think is when the movie starts to go a little south
0: man I don't feel that way at all like the, like I get what you're saying like that's where the reveals start happening but I feel like once you know where it all goes you can see it all in there already up to that point
1: yeah I I just feel like I feel like they were like we don't really know we kind of know how we want to end this but we don't really know how we're going to get there so let's just reveal James Cromwell to be the villain now.
0: Watch it again this <laughs> week, and, and, and I, 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 I don't want to say you're wrong, but I feel like having just watched it and watched all those pieces come together, mm-hmm. I feel like that's all there. Like they, they, like they did know exactly where it's going, and that's why all every little detail that goes up to that point is what it is. Mm-hmm. I also think that Russell Crowe
1: should have died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> like Russell Crowe I think that's fair. should be dead and I think that they they that scene at the very end where he's like in the car yeah, and he's like, "Well, uh, dumb. I'm alive. Yeah. I'm alive, viewers. Uh, I'm going to go off with this woman that I savagely beat a day ago.
0: <laughs> he punched her.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it's pretty savage, I guess.
1: I mean, back then that was called a love tap, but <laughs> but he He you <laughs> But know. you think he should be dead. Yeah, I mean, cuz then he did get shot a lot. He did get shot a lot. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and and Guy Pierce leaves him for dead. Like doesn't he like just kind of
0: slump to the ground or something? Well, no. Um I mean, he he gets shot and you think he's done and then he shoots someone else, I think. Uh and then Guy Pierce they they do think he's dead. James Cromwell and Guy Pierce both walk out of the house. Mhm. And then he shoots James Cromwell. Okay, it's, and then the next scene is is a different place. There, like you, don't, s- you don't see him not go back in. Or-
1: I feel like I've seen it not too long ago. I think I actually talked about it on the show, but I don't remember, um, listeners. But uh, tell us to talk But about it's a it great show. It's a great movie. It really uses the strengths of all of the actors. Like the Russell Crowe character is perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey's perfectly cast. Guy Pierce perfectly cast. Danny DeVito's such a great slime ball,
0: amazing, yeah. Um,
1: and then there's all these other actors who I don't know. I'm looking at the IMDb. <laughs> uh, and then uh, James Cromwell, I think, is terrific until he turns into like a bit of a mustache twirling villain, where he's like, "Oh, we're gonna have to fix this problem, Bobby Boy."
0: I'll I'll tell you who my source is on this after the pod, but I I happen to know someone who knows someone who was privy to this and apparently at the end of this movie dream james cromwell the actor mm-hmm. had this whole thing that he wanted to do where he blamed like he's now it's years since i've heard this story but it was something about how he wanted to go into this big monologue about how the potato famine <laughs> cost him to get all twisted and whatnot <laughs> It's fucking we ridiculous.
1: Hungry. We were hungry, Eddie. We were hungry. We were so hungry. That made me turn to a life of law and then crime. You know,
0: th- this is gossip. I can't guarantee it's 100% accurate, but I'll, I'll tell you where that came from okay. later. And then I'll tell the listeners. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about it. It's It's, it's it's an excellent film. Did it win Best Picture that year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Uh, It says it won two Oscars, but it doesn't say which ones. Let's see. It was a nominee for Best Picture, but it did not win. And Curtis Hansen was up for Best Director. He also directed... uh, Eight Mile, I think.
0: Well, it it is a, oh man, I mean, I already said it's really well put together. But it's also like, it's a decently long movie that just speeds along. Flies along. The pacing of this movie is incredible. Um,
1: Well, now I need to know what won that year. 97? Is that Braveheart? No. uh, Let's ask the Google. Who? uh, (laughs) Stop. (laughs) No, I'm not talking. Stop it. Just, All right. This is good podcasting, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What movie won best picture in 1997? Let's think. Titanic. Oh, uh, Titanic beat LA Confidential.
0: That is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh Oh, that's that's sickening. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> that's fucking No, crap. don't take your anger out on me, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> that is that's that's such bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, listeners, go watch LA Confidential. And if you like Titanic, then honestly let us know afterwards which one you think is a better movie.
1: And you can pick the best picture of the year.
0: 2018. Yeah, retroactively. Yeah. Let's, let's correct some things here. All right. So All
1: right. that brings us to the next movie. But I think before that, you're going to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is in theaters.
0: Yeah, which means we have to uh, do a little preview corner, which pre- this week's preview corner is is brought to you in <laughs> part by... Do I have to say this? <laughs> The big ticket. Who is our sponsor for this week? <laughs> uh, and just for you, big ticket. <laughs> here's a here are the previews I saw before Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. Oh my god. Okay, so the first one I saw a preview another preview for Ugly Dolls, and I literally have nothing to say. Um, yeah. Then I saw any co- uh any updates on Coca-Cola front? Uh yeah, you know what? This one didn't have Coca-Cola. I mean, it had some sort of Coke commercial, but it was just something that's always in there, like the the have a popcorn uh, and a Coca-Cola. No, there's like this one commercial, but it's always it's even there when the guy with the Coke cans are um it's like one of those things where people keep finishing each other's sentences and it cuts to the next person and they finish the sentence where they're like, Oh, I can't wait to sit down in these seats in the theater. I hear they, they feel like popcorn. And someone else is just like shouting out stuff about popcorn. And they're like, I hear the aliens in this movie look like pepperoni pizza and like, like just cutting from one, whatever. Anyway, it's fucking dumb. I'm starting to hate Coca-Cola just from their commercials. But the, but there was no commercial that continued the drama of whether or not people are allowed to drink Diet Coke. Okay. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, let's see. <laughs> there was a preview for a movie called The Kid Who Would Be King, um, which is some sort of sword in the stone thing that's like it takes place now. Um, but it's got... Patrick Stewart in it uh playing Merlin but like really? sometimes it, the Merlin looks like a kid Merlin. I'm, I'm not quite sure what the deal is like because I like it seems like one of the kids is supposed to be King Arthur um and I can't tell whether they're supposed to be like an alternate dimension mm-hmm. or what's happening it doesn't look like any of the movie actually takes place in a different Time period, but it but they're wearing armor at some point, yeah. At some point in the preview, it references Harry Potter, which I think is weird, yeah. Um, and probably not a good idea because, like, you know, if this isn't a good movie, that's just reminding you that it could have been better. Um, but I will say, if I had kids, it's a movie I would be interested in taking them to. It looks like it would be fun for kids, okay. That way. Uh then I saw a commercial for Secret Life of Pets 2. Uh I don't know anything about the first one and I didn't learn anything about the second one. Second is it the one the preview with the
1: rabbit. That's all I saw. I saw that preview on the computer. Yeah. I was and like, oh, I and I a had, rabbit and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting. A rabbit wearing a costume and then a dog starts talking to the rabbit." And I went, "Oh no. This is a sequel to that dog movie."
0: Yeah.
1: And it was
0: Yeah, I I didn't get anything of the plot or what these creatures do with each other or what their relationship is. So anyway, there's going to be a sequel to Secret Life of Pets. That's all I know. Mm. Uh, I saw another preview for Bumblebee. And, you know, if I could pretend that the other Transformers movies never existed. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like I would be really stoked about this because the Transformers look like they should. Well, it I doesn't, just, it's not Michael Bay directed. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm trying to erase in my mind that the other movies exist and I don't know that I can do that. But I, like, uh, I, I just
1: found out that the movie takes place in
0: the eighties. Yeah. It's a prequel. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's somewhere in the preview. It's like how things began and it's. And even then, it makes it seem like Bumblebee's been on the planet for a long time, even when it starts, so...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the in the latest movie, they've been here since King Arthur.
0: Right. Yeah. Although I never saw that.
1: I didn't see it either.
0: No interest.
1: Which, King Arthur or The Last Knight? Both? Transformers movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after... Uh, after the second one, which Nick and I went to see in the theater together and oh. walked out angry and disappointed, uh, I never went back to the theater for Transformers. I
1: didn't either. And I've only ever seen the third one. I never even watched the Marky Mark one, which uh, is surprising for me because I like his movies.
0: I did see the third one. I think it was on HBO or something, and I had it on in the background while it's I did so stuff. was so long. It was super long. And I, and I decided I wasn't going to bother with any of the other yeah. ones.
1: First one. I still like, I remember when we saw, didn't we see the first one together too?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we were both like left it going. That was okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. I had fun. Yeah. I even got it on DVD. DVD. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah. I, and I've seen it maybe twice since then mm-hmm. and still kind of enjoyed it. Found Shia LaBeouf more annoying each time, but like he's still not the enjoyed the movie
1: of, of the franchise.
0: No, 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 not no, no. Problem. Nope. Uh all right so then i saw a preview for a movie called Overcomer which is i think a terrible title um and, and i mean that's not supposed to be perverted or anything i just thought it was a bad it's not a word <laughs> <There's> so
1: much <laughs>
0: um gross it, it's so, old stuff so anyway um here's what i could tell from the preview there's a young african american girl who runs and an old white coach. What's she running from? No, she's like a runner, is uh, what I mean. What's and she running from emotionally? You can't tell. I I, I don't know. Mm. And and then you don't know what the old white coach is running from either, but it seems implied that he has an alcohol problem. Mm. Some past failure of some sort. And that, it, it. I mean, that's all I walked away from the preview going like, oh, this looks like one of those kind of cliche feel good movies. Um, So I'm sure the plot is they form a surprising alliance and then overcome things. (laughs) Then I saw a preview for a movie called A Dog's Way Home. Oh, God. Or Benji the Hunted with a different dog.
1: (laughs) It's Benji the Hunted? No, it's A Dog's Way Home. <laughs> oh, because I heard a while ago they were remaking
0: Benji, and I thought maybe this is... I, the... I would bet, and I have no idea about any of this, actually, but I'll bet, just based on you saying that, mm-hmm. that that was this script. Oh, And really? they just changed the name. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, that's, that's what it looks they like. They don't want
1: to pay royalties to that dog's family.
0: Uh, well, actually, you know what? Maybe... Maybe it's not because I think it's part of a series of books mm. um, because there was that, that movie that came out like, last year or the year before called a dog's purpose where they got into all that trouble because the dog was like being drowned or some shit. And PETA was like, you're not allowed to do this. Like they, they there was video footage on set of like a dog being thrown in a pool or something inhumane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't think this is supposed to be a sequel to that movie, but I'm not sure. But I know that a dog's purpose popped up somewhere in the preview. Does the dog finally drown? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It didn't look good. Uh, And, oh, and you see the end of the movie in the preview. Oh. Like... The, the movie is, it also looks like Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, but there's only one dog. Mm-hmm. Although he's friends with a, a, a cougar. At some point in the movie, he's friends with a cougar. Does the dog talk? In the preview, he does.
1: Like, does he have like an internal monologue? Or? In
0: the preview. I'm not sure if that's actually part of the movie or if that's just the preview. Because I don't think the dog in a dog's purpose talks. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't fucking know. It got Dennis Quaid in it, so I'm not messing with it. Yeah. Um, we were talking about yeah, that, right? Yeah, weren't we? I yeah, was was okay. Say, yeah. Um, so it got Dennis Quaid in it. That's what I said. Okay, anyway. <laughs> it done got him. <laughs> Nick and I have imbibed a little bit of a- uh, Christmas cheer. A little bit of the Christmas cheer, yeah. Um, but yeah, you see the end of the movie where the guy who owns the dog who like left it behind, I, I'm not sure- why um but the dog has to run across the country to find its owner that's what's going on and you see the guy like turn and look and be like oh my god my dog and you're like where well, that's the end of the movie i would imagine maybe that's just the beginning of a. the movie's called a dog's story. way home that better be the end of the movie
1: um maybe maybe the, the guy who owns the dog just keeps leaving it
0: places hoping they can get away from the dog (sighs) and then I saw a preview for I'm not done this isn't even the last one (laughs) Lego movie 2 Uh, there was one good joke I don't remember what it was Um, but it I I mean I didn't have a great feeling about the first one then I enjoyed it Mm -hmm. so like I can't say anything from the preview other than like it looked like the preview did in the first one like you're just gonna get bombarded with jokes but if it's as enjoyable as the first one was, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way.
1: Um, the one joke that I really like in the preview is that Chris Pr- Chris Pratt meets himself from Jurassic Park or whatever. Like that that dinosaur hunter space adventurer guy. Yeah. Like he just meets all of Chris Pratt's th- cinematic characters. Uh-huh. That cracked me up.
0: Oh, okay. Just that it's happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think there was a line that made me kind of laugh. But, you yeah, know, whatever. I think I'll see it because I did enjoy the first one. Mm-hmm. And then there was a preview for dragons to, or how to train your dragon mm-hmm. Two, Three, probably. Or three. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Um, Those are quality movies.
0: I saw the first one and I did think it was decent. Um, I think the the animation's cute. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, that's. That's an adorable dragon. I want one. I won't lie. Um, and this one looks like it's about that dragon getting laid. <laughs> so uh, uh, there's that. And that's it. And, and what, you know, what surprised me is the Spider-Man movie. Um, well, it's a Sony movie, mm-hmm. but it seemed like something that I would expect the Captain Marvel preview to be in front of. Yeah. And it's not. They didn't I, show the Shazam trailer? Nope.
1: I would have expected that there, because that's supposed to be more family-friendly. Neither one. Oh. Have you seen the Shazam trailer? Uh, Yeah, I did. That movie looks funny. I don't think so. Really? I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie.
0: That's cool. <laughs> I saw it and was like, I don't really want to see that. Yeah, I was like, this looks great. Um,
1: is, Shaz- is Shazam Marvel? Shazam's DC. That's what I thought. There's a, the reason they call him Shazam is because they originally called him Captain Marvel, but then there was like a lawsuit between him and DC. So like his comic book is called Shazam, but Uh the character is Captain Marvel.
0: And Captain Marvel says Shazam to turn turn into into
1: Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Spoiler alert.
0: Was Marvel already a thing when this character was created?
1: Let's find out.
0: Because why the hell... When did Captain Marvel
1: if, get invented? That's not a sentence. If <laughs> Nope, wrong Captain Marvel.
0: Why would you call your character Captain Marvel if you have a competing company called Marvel?
1: When did Shazam get written?
0: That's bad English, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh,
1: Shazam was created. Captain Marvel for DC was created in February of 1940. So that's like 20 years before Marvel's Captain Marvel.
0: Oh, wow. Well, Marvel's the dick then. Hmm. Interesting. That brings us to the conclusion of Preview Corner. Brought to you by the Big ticket,
1: Ticket. Big Ticket. If you would like to sponsor a segment... On This Week in Film, please get in touch with us. We would love to have some of your money.
0: Send us money or a gift card, and we'll say your name on the air. You can you can be a sponsor just like the Big Ticker. And be famous. For for all of eternity. That's how the internet works, right? The, you know, some in some cultures, uh, you're not considered dead until your name is spoken for the last time ever. Our rates are very reasonable. You could be
1: permanent um we do have a patreon
0: feel free feel free to be the f- feel free to be the first person to go to the to page be the first patron. i went there once yeah and then because uh, i said i was gonna patreon you or uh-huh. patronize you or whatever yeah and then i think i was on the show like a few episodes <laughs> later uh or no i think that was even in an episode and then i was like well I'm not doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, feel free to give us money, and we'll keep doing the show for free. Like,
0: what kind of taxes would I have to pay on that? I wouldn't even understand it. I donate it to myself.
1: Uh, that seems if, like some sort if of If you fraud. are interested in supporting the show financially, and there's nothing on the Patreon because we don't offer anything. I don't think.
0: I'll send you a picture of myself smiling. Yeah, Matt will send you a
1: picture of himself smiling. You can sponsor one of our very many corners. And uh, if there's something you wish we would do- Yeah,
0: add a corner. Add a corner for us. We would love to take requests. This show could be a hexagon of corners. That's so, that's at least six.
1: <laughs> uh, so Spider-Man
0: Sp- into the <laughs> Spider-Verse. Um...
1: Let's see. Uh, what? We haven't done an episode in a few times, so this is a super-sized episode. A few weeks.
0: Um, okay, so so I saw this movie in the theater. Um, apparently, it's PG. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was PG-13, but I, I don't think... It, it doesn't seem like it shouldn't be PG. Um, and I really enjoyed this movie. Really? Uh it, yes, every like the humor's really good. The voice acting and the character writing's really good. Um it looks amazing. And I saw this now. I saw this in 3D and I and I sent Nick a text and said, "See it in 3D." And I stand by that. I've heard other people say that it because it's kind of 3D looking, you don't really need to see it in 3D and that uh-huh. 2D's like like 3D is a waste of money. I spent like 15 bucks to see it. And I like, it's the f- probably, I don't know, it's not the first movie that I've really enjoyed the 3D in, but I usually don't get too much out of 3D. Uh huh. This one, I was like, this was totally like worth it. Really? I, I felt like I was having a 3D experience the whole time. Really? comes with a little bit of cost because i did realize that by the end of the movie and i think some of this might have been just the visual wear down of it Mm -hmm. it feels kind of long and it's not because the movie's boring at all like the the pace is good it's it's not one of those movies that's funny at the beginning and then just dies out although Uh the intro is really really funny like the first few minutes of the movie is fucking hilarious oh really Uh uh-huh but like, but it is consistent throughout. I just know that in the last half hour, and I think it's about a two-hour movie. Uh-huh. In the last half hour, I, I could feel myself going like, "I'm ready for this to wrap up." It's not because it's bad, but for some reason, I, I like, I just want to get out of here. Right. And it, it might have been all the visual stuff, and and I don't even know if that's 3D. It's just there's a lot Was going on on the screen. Making you sick, or were you just like just overwhelmed? Uh, yeah, just kind of worn. Like it felt like kind of like exercise. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, so there is that, but I don't think that I wouldn't have had that if I'd seen it in 2d. -hmm. It's just, there's a lot happening on screen. Um, and the artistry is great. Actually, like the, the different, um, there's a lot of style to it and there are elements that, They're just different elements. It's not like there are different styles. There are just a lot of elements to it. Like there's sort of a stop motion-y kind of feel. There are dialogue boxes that pop up on the screen. Um, Because of the different characters, there are some pieces of it that like look a little different, but they're not out of place, Uh which is kind of amazing. Because there's even one character who's like a Japanimation character, spider person oh really uh-huh and does he have blue hair she uh <laughs> doesn't have blue hair oh um but it all still works together there's a noir spider-man yeah it's black and white I know that that's uh, voiced by nicholas uh, cage. cage yeah, yeah. I, I actually didn't know that but i thought the character was great and when oh, yeah? i found out it was nicholas cage is like oh okay um and and it does even though those are they come from their own universe. They still work. It's done perfectly, really. It couldn't have been done any better. Okay. Each of the characters, and they don't all get a ton of screen time necessarily, but each of them's perfect. Yeah. Um, And... I, I feel like it's a pretty good balance, actually, where I'm like, I, if you were to tell me I'm going to watch a half-hour show or something, like I'm going to get more of any of the characters, uh-huh. I'd be happy to. Really? But in terms of having it all in a two-hour movie, they do a pretty good job. And, and each one, because they do bring something to the table, you might want more of it, but there's nothing where you're like, like, any of the lines they have or any of the things they're doing when they're active mm-hmm. are exactly what you would want it to be right um so it's not none of them's like is like oh well they're there but they're not doing that thing that i really like right anytime they're like oh that's pretty cool Uh uh-huh oh that's pretty cool it's it's an interesting way for them to be able to actually put a lot of different ideas into one movie okay so like you know sometimes you'll you'll go oh well that was an interesting idea but they could have cut some of these out because they were just cramming ideas in yeah it's kind of like that, but they all work. Okay. Because there's this venue for them all to be there. That said, and, and I don't tend to be someone who's a fan of like the multiverse stuff, like whether it's DC or Marvel or whatever, because it shows up in both brands. Right. Um, I'm, I don't enjoy the idea of it that much. Now, if you talk with me about like theory and stuff about whether there are multiverses, that's a whole different thing. But as far as entertainment goes, I'm like, I don't care. So it's an excuse to get them there, but it's not a very interesting part of the movie. Right. Fortunately, everything else that is in the movie is interesting. Okay. So um, I really didn't walk away from this with any complaints. I I will say there were times where I was like, this doesn't necessarily feel theatrical in a way. Like it... It feels at times like it could have been a made-for-TV movie that happens to be playing in the theater. Like when that Batman movie came out and they aired it in the theater for like a week, the killing joke. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. <sighs> yeah. It, this felt like it could have been that, but at the same time, it wasn't terrible at all. So go see it. Um, yeah, everything about it's great.
1: Okay, yeah, I was really hoping to see it yesterday with my son, but we just ran out of time with the holiday stuff, getting ready for Christmas, which is coming, and um, I'm really excited to see it with him because he's six years old, and I feel like that's right in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, he also loves that character Bumblebee, like whenever he's like, this is jumping back to preview corner, yeah. But he loves Bumblebee, so like whenever he sees a yellow car, he's like, "Hey, there's Bumblebee." So I'll, I think I might take him to see that too, just because he loves that character so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, I, you're gonna <clears throat> love it.
1: All right, well, I guess that's going to bring us to the new most popular segment on the show, <laughs> the great the great movie ranking list. And I'll go first since I have. Just two And uh, I'm pretty sure I know where they go um, We have a new bottom Of the list for me And uh, Coming in at the at the bottom is Give me the text box Mrs. Claus Is the worst movie Of all time uh, If you don't know If you're new to the show um, Starting a couple of weeks ago Matt and I have started to rank the movies We've discussed on the show and, uh, you can keep track of that on, uh, the Twitter, the, or sorry, the Facebook or the Instagram for the show where this week in film and, um, this week in film podcast, I think. And you can, uh, track along with us, but, uh, so Mrs. Claus is the new at the bottom worse than venom. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to put the Christmas Chronicles um <clears throat> I'm feeling like I want to put it below Incredibles 2 and better than Venom, but yeah, I think that's where I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna put the Christmas Chronicles at number eleven. The Christmas Chronicles. Oh, autocorrect, thanks. All right. So that brings us to you, Matt.
0: All right.
1: Let me click the check mark. That saves everything. Open up your list. And you've got a whole lot of additions to make this week.
0: And that gave me just enough time to figure out where I want (laughs) to put things. (laughs) Because I forgot about this portion of the show. (laughs) Um, So... I am going to, I'll go from bottom to top here. So I'm going to put Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets uh, into my list just above Fantastic Beasts 2. Really? Okay.
1: Let's see. I'm going to click this button. Harry Potter 2.
0: And I, and, and I can feel myself getting continually more frustrated with Nick's rules here because I want to put Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone below both the Chamber of Secrets and Fantastic Beasts. So well,
1: you're locked in. Yeah. I'm Once screwed. we make a decision, we're locked in until we eventually
0: restart the list. Yeah. I just, uh, I can feel the compromise. Um, All right. So I'm going to put Life After Beth in... You know, I was going to put it in below Grabbers, but mm-hmm. I am going to disagree with that. I'm going to put it in above oh, wait, Grabbers. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say, I may have made a mistake here.
1: Did you say that uh, Harry Potter was better than Fantastic Beasts 2? Chamber of Secrets? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So below Grabbers, but
0: below above Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Great. And I'm going to put Life After Beth above Grabbers. Really? Okay. Yeah
1: yeah interesting interesting
0: yeah it might be a little bit of distance from the movie um but I'm feeling like Life After Beth had a bit more charm than Grabbers okay which is funny because I don't like Dane DeHaan but I did like him in this movie I don't know who he is he played um uh Harry Osborne in oh he's just awful (laughs) there we go he
1: was just terrible in that movie
0: yeah um and then I am going to go to the top of my list and make some adjustments. Top of the list. Okay. So above, as above, so below, uh-huh. we'll go Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Above that? Yes. Really?
1: Okay. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Week 94.
0: Okay. And then I'm going to put above that and get comfortable, people, because this <laughs> probably isn't going to be moving anytime soon. Uh, I'm going to put above that L.A. Confidential. So the new greatest movie
1: of all time. Yep. Confidential. And I so don't have a problem with that. It's perfect. Thanks, AutoCorrect. <laughs> Week 94. All right. Interesting list. Interesting list. It'll be great to see how the list grows and and evolves over the next year. We're thinking at the end of next year we will uh finalize this list and then we'll start over again.
0: Well, and and we could be adding something else to it in a couple hours here depending on That's true. That's true. How late
1: we can stay up and what we want. Right. Uh Mnight Is that what I hear? Oh, a teaser for maybe next week's episode. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess that's gonna about do it, Matt. Anything to plug?
0: Yes. Oh, exciting. I, yeah, I have a podcast that I'm so eager to plug. Okay. Okay. So this past week, um, so I mentioned Case File before. Um, I think it was uh, Case File, you know, something crime, true crime, something. Anyway, I was looking for other true crime stuff, mm-hmm. and I. I've, I've picked up a couple podcasts and put them down. There's some stuff out there that's not that great. Right. But then I ran across this one called Red Handed. This fucking podcast is great. Okay. So there's these, it's these two English broads and they just like are awesome. They're so cool. They, they, they cover the most interesting cases um, and they're pretty serious about the material but they get into this like side dialogue with each other about uh-huh. things and they're like judgmental in the best way. Really? Like, yeah. Like any other commentary on stuff is just, it's really funny. Um, their attitudes, it's like sassy, but like in a British way. Right. British uh, charm to it. Y- yeah. And, and, um, one of my favorite quotes so far Is uh, when they go off on a little bit of a tangent about um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh And the woman was like, so Gwyneth Paltrow, if you're listening, fuck you. (laughs) And I was like, all right, I'm in. Um, And I just drove out from Chicago to Buffalo and then from Buffalo to Delaware and listened to that podcast almost the entire time. Just one episode after another. It's just... Absolutely fantastic. Red-handed. Red-handed. All right, great. Check it out.
1: Um, I don't have anything to plug other than I wish you and yours a happiest of holidays and a prosperous new year.
0: Um, Happy holidays, everybody.
1: (laughs) A turkey for everyone. You there, boy. What day is (laughs) it? He's
0: pointing at me. This is weird.
1: (laughs) I was visited by three ghosts last night. Now I'm a totally different person.
0: It's in your drink.
1: Some sort of mad elf.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe we'll get some of that (laughs) mad elf money.
0: Trogs. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Drink it. All right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. Drink it
1: responsibly. (laughs) Let's go drive real fast and close our eyes. Um, If that's the end of the reel, don't drink it, Drive. This (laughs) is... What? <laughs> the
0: end of the reel. The if the this real. is the end of the reel, the real. is We'll ended. see you next, next week, week in, in film. film. Bye. Bye.